Okay, we began the Haktama of the next part of Yiftach's tenure. Call it tenure because the aspect of the fact that he was a Shafid, which he certainly was, will have to be discussed. Who agreed that he was a Shafid and was he a Shafid over all of Klai Yisrael, just the Avery Yardain, where he was fighting that battle? And that'll play a role. Right now, we have to begin to figure out what was going on with his neder, what the Havmina was, what the Maskana was, and we spoke about the two very wide options, whether there was actually a carbon brought human sacrifice, is that a possible pshat, and if so, how, and the other possible mahalach, which, interestingly enough, most of the Mepharshim, Pashtonim, on the daf, which we will see today, Mitzvah Shem begin to see today, the Radak and the Rabag and the Mitsudis and the Malbim, all say that the aspect of his neder being chal on a human, his daughter, was that she would be mukdeshes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, living in solitude, saying Tehillim and connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which still, Lamaisa, is not the right thing for her or for anyone to this extent in terms of the solitude. This uh, clear mahalach in the Yiddishkeit, where the only MS is to be found, there's a wide range of things, but this is not one of them. Other made-up religions have uh, made up such an option. Yes? That's true, but you're asking whether they muktish l'shem. So that's going to be the moshul, but we'll see why the moshul is not dim it to the, uh, to the nimshul. So we started discussing it last week, and I said we're going to first see the mefershim on the daf, then we're going to go to the medrashim and the ramban. We have the marmokum, which we might or might not get to today. I'd like to try to have one more next Sunday. Uh, you'll be in Israel, but uh, we'll see who's here, and hopefully I'll have a voice after Shabbos HaGadol. So we will send out the announcement for that, and I hope to have Shia this week, still during the week. So Pesach is two weeks away, and we'll see what we could cover before then. Let's go back. Perikid al Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Let's go back to the Neder, and let's start teaching the Pesukim inside. And we'll add on the various layers as we go along. If I am victorious, I get back in peace, alive in peace, with a full victory. And whatever comes out of my door will be as an Eulah. Now, part of the issue over here is that a behemoth can come out of the door. Uh, Yaakov, you uh, sent in from a Schwab, that was, that uh, the cows used to do what we would picture a uh, dog would do. Can't picture, it's hard to picture jumping at the master when he comes in, bringing the slippers, and uh, the morning get taken them on, something like that. So it's an option, but he, Lachera, had to have 
been aware of the possibility that it could be a behemoth tamea, it could be a human. So what would be the aspect of the neder that would be chal over here? It wouldn't be halisu oila, which the Radak will discuss in a moment. And matter of fact, let's see the Radak right on this pasuk before we even go to the Ralbag. And then we'll see in the Psukim what indeed happened. Take a look at the Radak. You'll have the Mikus Kedelis in Lamad Aleph. Halisu Oila. Das Rabbaseni Zuchan Levracha Bezei Yadua. So he starts off referring to the Gemara in Tainus. The Gemara in Tainus talks about the Shlesha that was Shalu Shalei in history. Three Tzadikim. When they asked for something, or they made a nether, or they made a deal, if A happens, then I will do B. So, two of them had a favorable ending. You all recall, they span pretty much most of history. So Eliezer Ever Avram said, I'm going to go to the city, I'm going to go to the well, and I'm going to ask for help. And whoever gets the water and helps out, she's going to be the one for Yitzhak Avinu. And Chazal say that was a bit dangerous. She could have had all sorts of issues and uh, mumim or things and yichus. Who knows? And he's promising. Maybe she's a Baal also. But Mechatesi, it matches. And it worked out wonderfully. It was Rifke Menu. We'll discuss in a moment why it worked out so well as opposed to the third case. Shol was having a very difficult time fighting the battle against, well, Plishtim in general, but Goliath in particular, and nobody wanted to fight. Shoal, who was a gibor in every sense of the word, who had fought Goliath beforehand and grabbed the luchas out of his hand. He was no stranger to such a contest, but at this point he felt he lost his siat deshmaya and he was afraid to go. And they're asking for one good volunteer. And that volunteer was not forthcoming and he made an announcement, whoever is going to face him in battle and win will get my daughter in marriage. And she's very eligible, a princess, a big tzaddik, is what she was. And nobody came forth to take up the option despite the very appealing promise and potential win, except for David Melech, or the young David, who will soon to be David Melech. And Shaul took a risk because... Whoever steps up might be a very brave fellow, might be a daring fellow, might be even reckless, and he might win. What do you do then? Baruch Hashem worked out, and the son-in-law was David, although that relationship uh, was certainly tested. Yeah. Uh, exactly, maybe. <laughs> or Doig might insist he is, yeah. So, who knows? A lot of things can happen. So those are the first two examples. And the third one is Yiftach. And Yiftach said, whatever comes out of my door, and could have been a behemoth Tamea, could have been a human, could have been his daughter, and his diamond labitoi. So that's the Gemara and Tainus that the Radak is referring to. So Farshim discuss why is it that the first two ended up very well and the last one did not. The last one is disaster on many levels as it will unfold, despite the shining sitkis of his daughter and the tremendous intention 
and willpower of Yiftach to keep his word no matter what. Even though he should not be keeping his word or he should find out what the Dean over here is and what his word should mean and how the Nedda should translate. And maybe it means the Erkech and to give the value of her. But he didn't realize it was a Shaila. And all the Majorshim are going to point out, if it's not a Ben Terah, I don't expect everybody to know every answer. He's not a Ben Terry's not even though there's a Shaila staring in the face. And he was convinced that his job here is to keep his word and make a Kiddush Hashem. And that's a big problem because if you don't recognize the Shaila, you're not going to ask and you're going to keep going forward and think you're doing the right thing. So why is it the first two ended up well and the last one didn't? So the first should say, just so we have some shot as we continue in the Radak, Farshim say that it's very mistaber that the young lady who will be such a balas chesed, who will give to drink and all the gamalim and offer first and be mason efesh and carry the buckets and everything Rifki Emanuel will do, chances are that she is a mushlamis and a miyuchases in terms of fitting the bill of being part of the family. of Basul and Lovim. But the description of what she had to be, chances are she would have schusim. So it was risky and Chazal is saying that all three cases should not have been spelled out in that fashion. That deal shouldn't have been made. But the first two had siyat hashmayah, business mistaber, the person, Rivke Menu and David who stepped forward and they accomplished so much, would indeed have the schusim and therefore it makes sense they would be the people for the job. Over here, the neder was reckless. You don't need the cow that should come out of my house, and he was hoping it would be a cow. Why should it be a cow? And it could be a dog, and it could be a human, and it could be any of the above. And the whole thing's not necessary. There's nobody to pin this on to say, well, the person stepping forward is going to win this battle and beat Goliath, must be a man of tremendous stature, potential, and schusim, and therefore shows depending on that, still risky, but Spastaber can work. And Kachavi, over here, there's nothing to go on. Well, that's what you were alluding to before, that maybe he might even be Roy LeCole, but that was all Monday morning quarterbacking. Uh, they were trying to... Doig was nervous from David because he was jealous of him. So he was trying to find any psul he can possibly find. That was all Acharamaisa when Doig was jealous and looking for Pikpukim. And Shoal got nervous and got jealous. That was his lack of siyat deshmaya. He already was, was in the process of losing the Malchus or had lost the Malchus. And he was nervous from David and Malach. And that relationship got worse and worse because of that nervousness, but that was all made up. Who didn't? Doig didn't think he was worthy. No, that's because when he came and he saw the Bukhar, Aliyah, who was every inch a ruler, said, ah, Neged Meshichai, for sure, he's the king. And Hashem said, yes, I un- Hashem saw what everybody else saw, Kaviachal, in the Chitzenius, and he was a tzaddik, but deep down there was, which we had a shiram, there was a trace of anger, which nobody could see, but a Kosh Baruch Hu, Kosh Baruch Hu said, he's not fit for Malchus compared to David Melch. and we went down the line, and each son was fit for Malchus compared to anybody else, not compared to David Melch. So Shmuel Anavi was just wondering, he wasn't even called, they're sort of embarrassed of him, he grew up in the backyard in the doghouse, and why should he be king? 
he didn't have any chashash p'suricha, just wondering where he flew in from. Daig was tining, he's not Roy Love of Bacall. And he started dashing and he said, Who made up this? He was arguing based in the show. Shmuel, and that was Paskin a long time ago before Shmuel, and Bayez Paskin did, and he was Kashal of Abakal. So he was looking for a problem. But the Sarva here is that it should be Chal on somebody who's a Tzaddik, somebody who's Kasher, and who's a Tzaddik, and he's not a mom, said he's Kasher of Abakal, and Rifki Menu had every Maila possible, and that made sense to somebody who had somebody's Chusim and such a Chesed. Over here, the Nedah was not necessary, and it's hanging in the air, and there's a 50% chance it's going to be a Behemoth to or human. Why would you say a Nedah like that? So there are no, no Chusim to go on. Yeah? Why did anybody that's so it give me a few weeks and we will uh, discuss that first I, I, I want to show you what the Mepharshim who normally are giving the push-up shot are saying even though we're used to if you stop somebody in the street and you know, I say what about Yiftach if they know anything at all they say yeah that's the one where his uh, daughter was born as a carbon the main Mepharshim and the Daf say not so they say that never happened and the Radak, which we just started, is going to say that. So let's continue in the Radak. So he starts off again, Das Rabbasan Zukhanavracha, Bizeyadua, that something went very wrong, but the request was not said properly. Then he brings his father, Adani Avi Zakhan Lavracha, Pirish, Alisu, Havabamakam Oi Vi Alisu. Look back at the Pasik. If I come back from Bnayama Bishalam Vahaya Lashem, Vi means Oi. Either it will be a carbon Lashem. Meaning alisu oila, or it'll be lashem muktish lashem, which means like your analogy of shmuel and avi, it'll be muktish. Two completely different options. Back to the Badak, alisu avav makom oy pirish v'hayil lashem hektish em ena roila oila. The damim of it, the value, it's a behematamea a human if it's his daughter, which I'm assuming he had to imagine she might come out of the house. So then she will be muktishus lashem. And then, it's not fit for a carbon. It'll be a carbon. To be over maka avivima, you have to do both. It's either or. And he thinks that is the Pashup shot. The Vedak is commenting on his father's shot. He thinks that fits in very well. And then we know what his havmin is. We also know what the maskana is going to be. Even though the maskana still has an issue. Even if she's not being hurt, she is being hurt because to live in solitude is not pasha. And if you look at the rest of the parak, which we didn't see yet, but it never mentions once that anybody was killed. Shama Ve'efka al keeps repeating she's crying the morning of her and her friends was the fact that she couldn't get married and she couldn't have children and she would remain single. And the tragedy was she wasn't allowed to get married because she was muktush, and that wasn't a job in life, and that was wrong. So the Mepharshim that we'll see on the second side include the Ramban and many of the Madrashim. Well, Taina, that didn't say this perfectly, but I'm assuming Pasik didn't spell out the gory details. So it just said he fulfilled his nether. It doesn't have to spell out 
What is the Vedak and the Rabag and the Malbim will say, no, it doesn't spell that out because it didn't happen. And it just says that he fulfilled an Eder. What was an Eder? So the Vedak is quoting his father. He had two choices, either an Eilah if it's fit for an Eilah or Muktush Lashem or the money value. It can't be Maktish a dog Lashem because he's not going to serve. Uh, the value thereof. And he thinks that fits very well into the pshat of all the pshukim we'll see in this entire parak. Then the Radak adds, is referring to the Majorshim, we will see. That Tanchuma for sure spells out pretty befeirish that the Nedah was a Pasha Pshat bringing as an Eula. And the Radak already explained he doesn't think, he didn't think that was the Pashup shot. However, if they had a Kabbalah, if they're not just saying Pshat in the Pasuk, the Radak is famous. This is already a Machlekes, then a Machlekes. Can you argue on a Medrash? It's not if the Medrash is saying a Pshat without a direct Kabbalah. So you can argue and say you came to do that because that's a reason against the Chazal. Many say that. Or you could say that everything I say is automatically a Kabbalah. The Radak is famous for saying this Pashup Shat, but even the Radak is a little bit misquoted and overquoted. Even the Radak clearly over here and other places says, I'm not gonna, I can't argue in a Medrash if they had a Kabbalah for this. If they're just saying Pshat based on the types of the words, then I think there's room for the, more room for the Pashup Shat based on my father's Pshat. So he himself ends... He thinks it's a Kiddush, but in Kabbalah, Biyadam, Aleinu, Lekabla. I'll to now, there is a possibility, depending on which Medrash we're talking about, the Ramban will disagree with this option as he disagrees with this Radak. The Medrash Tachuma, as mentioned, certainly sounds like Pasharat, she was brought as a Kurban. Is it possible to say the Medrash, when it talks about shechita and, and killing and things like that, is talking in the Lushan of if you take somebody and put them in the house and tell them you have to say, tell them to be misguided for the rest of your life and not get married and nobody can visit except for four days a year, is that akin to killing them in shechita? Is, is there hyperbole over here? Not an exaggeration, hyperbole is the fact that it doesn't mean this Misa, but it's akin to this Misa. Is there a possible middle shot? The Ramban, as you will see this week or next week, will not say that. And the Radak himself is saying the Pashup shot is she was Muktish and he's not agreeing it's the right thing to do, but then goes on to say the measure doesn't sound like that. So Pashup shot is there two tracks, not two and a half. I'm just introducing a possible third even though the Ramban is going to bring the Radak, he's going to call it the Ibn Ezra, interestingly enough. Either he had a different uh, gis or he's referring to this uh, stream of thought in the Rishanim. Yes? Uh, it's when we get to the Majashim, you'll see. It's, it's possible if you're, a, if you're an a gadol in Amaratzis. That sounds like a funny expression, but um, he was a gadol in many ways in his sitkus and his bravery, but you're saying it's such Amaratzis, so we're going to have to explain as we go along. Going to need a few weeks for that. Where's the even room for Havamir Havamir, even though it's clearly not a maskana, because even according to a dax shot, the maskana was incorrect. So we'll see. Let's, yeah. 
No, father doesn't have a right to Maktish Lashem to insult it either. We say neither, neither. Doesn't doesn't have a right. That's why I pointed out she was a big tzaddikus if she's willing to do this for the cause of him not breaking his neder and what they thought would be the Kiddush Hashem listening to him, and that was a tzitkus that he has no right and she didn't have to do this, clearly. So um, show, shows you what caliber we're dealing with, even though probably should have counseled her that it's not healthy and it's not a good idea. So we'll see as we go on. Let's see the Rabag, who agrees with the Radak that the Pashup Shad is Muktish Lashem. Take a look at the Rabag and Laman Aleph. If you don't see the Rishon we're referring to, let me know. I assume it's there, even though the print is a little small. Yes? Yeah. yeah. These are, that's what the Kiddush over here is that there are very few cases in Navi and Shaftim where we have such a dichotomy in the two possibilities. And the Mepharshim and the Daf are pretty unified in one direction, even though they're, I call them Pashtanim, often the Daf would take the Pashtim shot. His dig, the Pashtim shot is, doesn't say, we're in the Pashtim about any carbon, any human sacrifice. And so he's been Daik from the Pesukim, the opposite of what the Majrashim will say. And the Ramban will, uh, also usually giving his Pashtim shot, will go with the Majrashim. Yeah. I'm late to Ishan, it's, uh, yeah. These are, these are, yeah, these are, whatever. These are all the standard Mepharshim. The Malbim was the Malbim, the Nachram. The Malbim also goes with this. That's what's so fascinating. Take a look at the Rabbag. Laman Aleph. Says, what are the possibilities over here? So something's walking out of the house that has to be alive. Because you've got to be able to walk. Four legs, two legs, but you have to be able to move. So he says, had it been a zachar, now, he didn't have any sons. So remember last week we saw the Pasuk, we're going to go back to it when we get to it in Lama Dalid, says, either the Pshad is that she didn't have any children, she wasn't married yet, and the wife he married might have had other children, but not from him. So he didn't have a son, Pashapshat. But it doesn't mean there weren't male members of the household. You could have an Evid, you could have an adopted child, you have a stepson. He could walk out of the house. You're going to tell you, well, he didn't have any jurisdiction over him either. That's a general issue. <laughs> Correct. But he's saying, had it been a Zachar, we'd be able to fulfill this Pashapshat is like Shmolanavi, well, Makdishim Hashem. It's a good boy, he'll agree, and he'll uh, go to the Mishkan, and he'll live there happily ever after, and he can still get married. It's not a stira. That's what he's going to point out here. So that has a ready application. Again, im yezachar, when the rabag, la yistar, she parish meisha kikvar, yem yuchu la vedisa shemizba bezulos zehoifen. He can be muktish, and he can be klikaydish, he can sit and learn and serve in the basement, he can do whatever he wants, and still get married. Kamashinim sabakayim elavim. That are Muktosh Lashem, and they can and must get married. But son of Gamke Lashem Bishmul, who was Muktosh Lashem, who was a lady, in Lakacha Ishav, Lida Bonamemena, and still he got married and he had children. We know we had two sons who were the next Shaftim for a short duration. Va'amnam, Imhaisa Isha, problem is if it's his daughter or any other lady in the household, 
She can't get married if she's going to have this role. Why? If she gets married, she cannot be miyuchedes to Hashem. She's miyuchedes to Hashem. She's doing Ratzon Hashem all the time. But the Ratzon Hashem is to be running the house and be of service to the husband. At this is success kasev, but. If you're going to say a pshat, uh, mitzvah, I say shazman groma. This is the pshat everybody says that she's not mechayevus in all tayyag mitzvahs and zman groma because she is mishubedes all the time to her husband and to the house, and therefore she cannot take on a role, can't take on a job of being miyuchedes to a kach because that's not her role from birth. So therefore, we have a problem because she can't even do it if she's going to get married. So what's the other option? She won't get married. No, is that a violation of halacha? Technically not. She's not mechayev approval, and the mitzvah to get married is a mechayev whether there is a mitzvah to raise to get married or it's only a heksha mitzvah. And even if in Salam is a mitzvah, according to the Rabbam, he's talking about the men and she's still, so to speak, Heksha uh, Mitzvah and helping him. Sometimes I have this conversation with young ladies. Some of them are younger than others. And all Mulumadus are basically doing a good job. And I know this is coming and uh, I'm prepared for it. I almost just have to wait like a minute or two. And if they bring up, by the way, I just want to clarify am I really Mukhuyevis to get married? So I said, it's a great question, which it is. And technically, you're not. There's no chiv, it's just your tachas achayim. Which one's heavier? So then, I, that's something you've got to think about, right? There's usually a pause, because that's not, and rightfully so. And then I'll, I'll explain further as a discussion. Is a counterintuitive? There's no chiv? It's a tachas achayim. So Amesha, and one of the is he's discussing this aspect. You would think women would be mechayavus, Improve. They actually have the children, and they work very hard, and it's a lot of mysterious nefesh. So why isn't there a chiv? So Amesha said, just for understanding time of the crawl, it doesn't affect the din. There's no chiv. There's no chiv. So Amesha obviously understood and points out first that they have something greater than a chiv. They have an inborn nature to want to have the children, which is a stronger push or pull. Baramesha says that he feels that al-pidin, there's not going to be a mitzvah like this, that's a mitzvah chiyuvis, because it's dangerous inherently, and there's no mitzvah that we have that is inherently dangerous. Fascinating story. There's a mitzvah to go to war from a mitzvah, that's inherently dangerous. There's the chiv to get killed on Kiddush Hashem, but that's, not, that's a mitzvah that comes up when it's a dangerous situation. Here, it's regular day-to-day life. So Baramesha says the Torah was not of them, Improve who? Because it's inherently dangerous. But Hashem gave something instead called a great cheshek and rotzen to do it, which is stronger than the rotzen we have for chiyuvim because there you have yetzahara in the way. So it's still the tachsachayim. It's just technically not a mitzvah. Ramesha gives a reason why the Torah wasn't actually of them. It's still not a chiyuv. So if you'd ask Yiftach, he would say, well, normally they got married. She doesn't have a chiv. This is the neder. I won the battle. I have to keep my word. And she's very firm. And I want her to be mutash l'ashem. But the Rabbach says, to do that, she cannot be getting married because she'd have other shibudim. And therefore, she didn't get married.
that's a lot to digest. And Allah said that's important. Uh, explain to somebody who obviously it's not so easy to get married sometimes, going through rough times. Then the question will come up. Am I mechayevus to do this? So you got to answer the question honestly. Are you mechayevus? No. You're not mechayevus. Is it your tachas Will you be happier despite the difficulty in getting there and then having the children? And Yeah, it's challenging. Anything worthwhile in life? But is it your tachas The answer is yes, it's your tachas I would never think you'd have to even spell this out, but Tachzachayim means it's Ratzon Hashem, and that's your role. You're not a birthing person. Is that what they call them? No? You would never think you'd have to, like, bavarn this, but it's so insidious and poisonous out there and so destructive that I don't think you should bring it up with your kids, but there might come a point in time where you have to explain to them that's not just a misnomer, that's Chazer Treif, that's the worst evil around. That's a pretty scary thing. And a year ago, I wouldn't have had to say that. But birthing people just let that, you're, you're a robot, this is what you happen to do. And the reason there's so much government funding for technology that we should change the recipe over here is coming from this left-wing crazy agenda. It's not a mistake. They happen to have billions of dollars of funding. That isn't interesting. It's a furthering of science. Now, there's an agenda over here like there always is. We want to change the Nashim Sitkanias and the Tachas to birthing persons, people, whatever you want to call them. I'm having trouble now with the mailman, the male lady, the male whatever, the lady, lady, whatever they have to call them. But they, they, they're changing everything because they want to... It, this is apicursus at its worst. It's not just a, oh, crazy people, what are they changing the Lashanis for? I had such a problem learning English in the first place. So understand, this is a Tachas is a Tachas so, yes? What's, what's his precedence? Shmuel. It didn't happen yet. But there, there is a... You, there isn't. That's what Rabak's point. Yeah, the problem over here is... You had to do a spider-deuce to become a Navi. You, she certainly was. Uh, you have to do a lot of a spider-deuce and growth to become a Navia and to be that close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but you're not mechayevus, and nor is it a good idea to undo your tahas even though it's not a chayev. That's exactly right. There is no precedent for this. It's wrong. Whatever we explain over here, I don't know if we explain it. It's wrong. Shailas, how wrong was it? He's just explaining what his havamina was. Everything here is the havamina. The next three weeks, all havaminas. It was wrong and extremely wrong. There's going to be a lot of damage from this. But we're not dealing with Rosharim. We're dealing with Sadiqim. We're dealing with tremendous Amaratsis on his part. And some mistakes uh, we'll see with, with Pinchas, and we'll get to all that. Uh, so Havaminas have to be explained. And the second track of Havaminas, which is Rabban the Madrashim, which is what you're holding in your hand just uh, for safekeeping in the meanwhile, is even harder to explain. But it's all the Havamina, and this is not right, and it's not Achiyah, but it's not Hotachas Achayim. And it's damaging. It's just emotionally, it's not really sustainable. And let's finish the Rabag here. Amnam Haisa Isha Yechiyav Shetiyah Prushami Ishim Hayalabal Loi Tiyam Yechedus Lavaris Hashem Yitzbarach Avotavad El Zebala Kemishpat Hanashim Hanasuis Ulazer Kari Yiftach Hizbagadav. That's why he writes Kriya. He realized this is not, even Yiftach himself realized this is not the best case scenario. That's an understatement. 
And he writes Kriel. Is that Kara Yiftach's Bagada Baraisa Bita Yetzel Likrasaik? He's an Edi Achayev Shloti Elish, and he realized right away. Well, if I'm going to be Mekayim this, and this is what the Neder meant according to the Rabag and the Radak so far, and she's never getting married, she's never going to have a family, and that's somewhat tragic. Well, it's more than somewhat tragic. It's very tragic, and it's usher to be Mekayim. But that part he didn't know. He can't. I'll be then. It's just that. In a society where most of this is good, uh, children listen to parents, and uh, the she was a very smart young lady and a big tzaddikist to even go through with this. She listened to an extent. We'll see the madrashim will point out that Rashi is going to bring part of it down. She actually went to ask the Sanhedrin if there's any pesach to this neder, but the local dayanim didn't see a pesach which shows you how much work we have to do to understand the Havamina, because they held it was Maskana, also Amaratzis. And there were bigger Dayanim, like Pinchas, who wouldn't have said that. The question is, why didn't they weigh in? Again, we'll have to explain that. As you know, we like raising all the Shailas and uh, putting them in stark before we answer them, but we're, we're getting there. You got to ask a Shaila, you got to ask a Shaila, but somebody knows how to pask in the Shaila. What? Well, in Hilch, well, the Parsha Nadarim actually talks about a father being mother, a daughter, and the like, but there's a limit to that. And um, that doesn't apply over here. But once you don't know Hilch is the Dharm well, and you don't know there's a limit, you can mess things up, which is why they shouldn't have been passing in the Shaila. Yes? In general, a person can't be moved to something that's not his. So what is this? Same thing as his Kasha, that's correct. There's a concept of being not madir, the family members, the kids, with Naziris and Adarm to an extent, but a very small extent, not taking over their whole life for the rest of their life. So uh, we'll see. This is all according to this Havamina. The next Havamina, certainly, uh, to impede and invade their personal space is even more schwer. But neither can be Mutalamais, so the question is where is there any precedent for it? So. We shall see, but it's, again, only in the Havamina. That's the Rabag, who basically agrees with everything the Radak said and just spelled out some more of the details with the Zohar versus the Nekeva and why we'll be calling the Zohar, and it's not a spirit to them getting married. Let's continue. Lamed Beis, Vayav Yiftach, Abnei Amen, Lulach Hambam, Yitna Mashem B'Yado, Yakeim, Ha'er Abacha, Minis Esem Ir, Ad Evo Karami, Makagadele Moed, a resounding victory. This is the whole future of the family. And again, in the Havamina, just to show his courage in Sitkus, which at the end of the day did not only not help him here, it hinders him. That doesn't mean Alti Tzadik Harbe applies to everything we're doing. The Yitzhahar, when all else fails, just to tell you the tricks of the trade. We'll always try to convince us to do Avera Sachmanistan and convince us out of mitzvahs by usually telling us from people, I'm not going to say do an Avera, but Ferish will convince you it's a shtekal mitzvah or no one's perfect. And when you're about to do a mitzvah, they won't tell you don't do a mitzvah. They'll tell you why do the mitzvah now? Why don't you wait a little bit and do it later, better, just to get you off track so you don't end up getting to it. Or don't do this mitzvah, you could do Lagami a different mitzvah and pull you away from something with this, this maschar to get you to do something with this maschar. So all sorts of tactics and the like. And Whenever somebody is involved in something, if they don't have the basic gedarim of the din, 
what you call amaratzis, and such amaratzis, they don't know even to ask, what should I be doing with my kaychus time, assets, whatever the case may be, then they're going to make mistakes, sometimes huge mistakes, like what happened over here. So he, I have to commend him for his tremendous, tremendous courage and pulling this off, going to battle the courage was something he gets credit for eternally coming back and following through with his word where most people would say it's got to be had to hear somewhere and go ask he didn't want to do that he felt that was a chalashem I said something it's hard and I got to stand by my word so one of the rare applications of Al-Tihid Sadiq Harbe was the wrong thing to do but it's not a tzitkas but he thought it was and it was so difficult the is pointing out this is the end of the line for him because if she doesn't get married he's not going to have children and it's going to be the end of her line, which, as you're both pointing out, he had no right to do, but he didn't see it that way. Let's go for a few minutes to the Peleyes so we can end up on... Do we have the Peleyes out? Yeah. Uh, we do, okay. And we will uh, continue with the... Rabag and the other Mepharshim, Yitzhashem, next Sunday. Finish off the paragraph from page Reish Ayin Tess under the Kas entry where we were discussing the various ways to fight the Yitzhahara on Kas. So it fits very well with the theme. When we get angry, we might feel it's righteous anger. There is such a thing, but it has to be anger where you don't lose control. And in the rare occasion where you have to display that righteous anger, it has to be very carefully measured, and it has to be lishma. And if um, past experiences, you know that that's not anywhere near perfect, and it gets out of control, then you'd have a heter to leave out the whole thing. No, what's going to be with the musr and the real kas lishma and the kanas? So, to be a kana, you have to be in a high madrega. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. So you have to then switch gears and say that what I'm really getting angry about is petty covered, and none of this long-term makes a difference. And it's all about covered. And 100 years from now, maybe in one year from now, maybe in one day from now, it's not going to make a difference. And therefore, why fly off the handle? And if you're worried the person's taking away something from you, you should keep in mind... This is the Bitachan uh, Amuna aspect, that no one's going to take something that's miyuchah for you. And we'll start off with that, because that's the line we ended with. One, two, three, four, five lines down on page Reish Ayin Tess. Okay, thank you. Keep in mind, He's not going to hurt you, he's not going to take anything away. And you might be right, but you might not be right. And you're not going to see it right now, certainly, if you're getting angry and out of control. And if you have these machshavas and you take a few steps back and count to ten a few times, then you can calm down and escape the cost and the damage that it causes for you and for the other person. Which means you will not only save yourself from doing damage to them, you will not hurt yourself. 
And if changing this midah of kas and trying to remain calm is a difficult avoida, which most people find difficult, and reshisa mitzar means you have a tsar holding it, holding it in. So even if you're turning red and inside about to explode, but you manage to diffuse it or walk away or count to 10, 400 times, but it works. Next time it'll be easier, and the time after that'll be easier, like any changing of any midah, any self-control. In Beishisa Mitzar, even if it's a tsar, when you start doing this, it'll change your teva, and it'll be better, healthier, in Ruchnius and emotionally for you and for everybody else. As we mentioned the last minute of Shir, Last week, it's not a compliment if you went the last hour and you didn't get angry because maybe you had nothing to get angry about. The Mushal with the Mushal, the Gemara's example with the lady on board who threw the ring off to see if he would get angry to know if it's worth it to really stay married or get married to this fellow in the first place. And she felt the only way to test it is to really give him something to be angry about. I mentioned do not try that in real life. And if you're standing anywhere near the edge of the deck, I would not even give over the ring because she might have heard the Gemara. And you have to know when you're trying things, uh, is it fair? I'll slip in Eivir, push it. Very nice, you're testing things out. What happens if they blow up? So there's a little Eivir component and sometimes it doesn't make much sense. But that is the, that is the Moshe given. Even if there's good reason to get angry. And most objective observers would say, yeah, we understand why the person is getting very angry. So that's where you have to try to learn and practice self-control. Even if... And even on the rare occasion where you have to give that Musr and Bizarik Mara on the children or the Tamidim, which is easier said than done, but try to have it only skin deep but inside retain full self control. And if you do blow up and it happened, then step number two is to try to find out how to calm down quickly and diffuse it because it's not too late once you lost it for a few minutes it's still a way to do damage control he's pointing out this is not only a shayla in Ruchnius and the Averas it leads to and the potential source of tremendous bracha if a person maintains the shalom and stays away from the kas, it's also healthier. It's not healthy in Ruchnius and it's not healthy in Gashmius. And to get this one midah under control can save a lot of tzaras down the line. Mitzvah Shem will continue next week.